You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, greetings. Welcome again to Taking Territories. I'm bringing you the Word of God today. And this is a special day. Uh, we're running up on our series on our Rooted and Grounded in Christ. But also, more than that, uh, we... In the, in the Jewish calendar, you know, this is Yom Kippur. We're getting ready into, to get into Yom Kippur. And uh, this is a time, it's a, it's a holiest day in the Jewish calendar. Uh, and uh, I, I believe that it's, it's, it's significant for us to also um, pay attention to what God has done. And also for us to appreciate the sacrifice of Jesus. And this, this is a day, it's so significant in the Jewish, um, in the Jewish um, life, you know. Um, and, um, and we also as believers in the New Testament, uh, we, we, we identify with that through Christ Jesus. Alright, so it's a day of atonement. And remember, this is once in a year when, uh, when the high priest would go and make atonement for the entire nation. Alright. So they've been doing this for centuries. Uh, it was introduced by Moses. Uh, as it was introduced by Moses, and they would do that, and then the, with the sacrifices. And, 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 but Jesus, it was only when Jesus came, when Jesus came that there is real um, remission of sins. Okay, uh, Before Jesus came is atonement. Right now in the New Testament, we're not so much into the atonement. Why? Because Jesus has already removed it. To atone means to cover. That's what the word to atone means, just to cover. And so, uh, and so to cover, uh, it's like I want you to picture it layers, layers of coverings, you know. So from the time of Moses, or should I even say um, before Moses, remember that um, uh, Abel used to offer sacrifices, and th those sacrifices would cover. All right. So Moses instituted that um, by the leading of God. And so he, every year, the entire nation would go before God. Uh, they'll go before God in prayer. They'll go before God in repentance and, um, and so on. And then there would be a sacrifice that would be made. And, and then the sins of the entire nation will be covered. But next year, another layer of covering is placed over that. Then another layer, then another layer, then another layer. So there were layers, stack of, of um, layers of coverings that are over, over the years until Jesus came. So that was... That was actually a temporary arrangement that God put in place so that they could exercise faith. Uh, they could exercise looking towards Although they didn't have that understanding, but now looking at the Testament, we understand that that is what they were doing. All right, because Colossians tells us that these things were, uh, were shadows of things to come, the substance of Christ. Alright, so they were doing all of this without knowing that Jesus is the one. He is the ultimate sacrifice. That the, the, the great high priest that uh, 
offer sacrifice and then um, would now has been atoned for all the years now he removes everything and now there's remission of sins or the forgiveness of sins is a permanent work that Jesus did there's no need to do that on an annual basis to go kill animals anymore it's not necessary why because Jesus has come Jesus has come to do that so it's 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 that uh, we 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 can um, uh, think about these things and apply our faith in what Jesus did. Okay, so to the Jews, it's it's a it's a very in, uh, important day, but to us as New Testament saints, uh, the importance is that we link it with Christ. We we'll link it with Christ, and then it's the beginning of a new year for the. It's a new beginning. It's a new dawn. Hallelujah! It's a God is is beginning a new thing, so we we um, commemorate that with them, uh, but we we'll link it with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! The only sacrifice that was able to appease the wrath of God permanently with His blood. So we see that in the book of Hebrews, and I want to read from Hebrews chapter eleven. <coughs> Hebrews chapter 11, uh, it says, uh, verse 19, it says, Therefore, have boldness to enter blood of Jesus, new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near. With a true heart, full assurance of our heart sprinkled from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah! Washed with pure water. Sorry, uh, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for He who has promised is faithful and let us consider one another to stir up good works not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some but exhorting one another and so much more as we see the day approaching all right so he starts by saying therefore when you see therefore that means you need to go and see what was said before as what was said before he says therefore because you don't just wake up and say therefore you know, I've been saying something prior to this so it's a, it's a conversation it's a, he has been expounding he has been expounding on the word of God um, uh, there are certain things he's been expounding on before he arrives at this conclusion to say therefore so let's look at some of the few things that Paul was saying all the author was saying uh, the, some of the few things he was saying before he got to this point okay let's look at chapter 9 um, uh, chapter 9 of Hebrews and uh, I'll read I'll read from verse 12 or verse 11 he says uh, but Christ came as high priest of the good things to come with 
better and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands that is not of this creation not with the blood of goats and calves but with his own blood he entered the most high place once for all having obtained eternal redemption for if the blood of bulls and goats and uh, the ashes of heifer sprinkled the un uh, on the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God and for this reason he is the mediator of the new covenant by the means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant that those who are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance so you see Jesus um, uh, Jesus is being presented the entire book of Hebrews you read that you see Jesus being presented as a, a superior as a superior sacrifice as a superior priest uh, the blood of Jesus is a superior sacrifice Jesus the superior priest the high priest uh, after the order of Melchizedek okay so um, let's so he came and not with the blood of bulls and goats but he came with his own blood his own blood on the day of atonement one of the things that that is that uh, that characterized that day is the blood of bulls and 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 sheep and goats and rams all those things i'm telling you jesus came and he offered his blood and said you don't need to do this anymore my blood is enough the blood of Jesus is enough and so the blood of Jesus gives us boldness it gives us access all right um, and that that blood of Jesus is able is able to cleanse us completely now let's look at chapter 4 uh, chapter 4 of Hebrews and I read verse um, let's let's read from verse 14 it says seeing then that we have a great high priest who passed through the heavens Jesus the Son of God let us hold fast our confession okay let us hold fast our confession for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin yet without sin let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need glory to God so you see here that um, uh, Jesus Jesus is so um, he has done such a complete work and uh, in uh, back to our text 
we see here in chapter 10 again, where he says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. So, in view of what has been said about the blood of Jesus, you know, about the blood of Jesus that, uh, that uh, was offered for us, in place of the blood of bulls and goats, uh, the blood of Jesus, which is a superior sacrifice, in place of all of that, it says you need to come boldly. So as a child of God, even on this day, uh, you need to come boldly before God. All right? Yes, there is need for repentance. But, um, in, 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 in the church, we've, we've been going through some uh, some days of prayer, we've been days of prayer, aligning ourselves to God, aligning ourselves to the to the will of God, to the purpose of God, aligning ourselves to the priorities of God, and 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 so on. We've been doing that in the course of the week, in the course of the week, and this is the high point. This is the high point. This is now the time to be bold. Okay, it's the time to be bold. You've You've gone through, you've gone through repentance. You've gone through um, um, uh, uh, asking God for forgiveness. You've gone through aligning yourself, dealing with the misalignments in your life. You've gone through all of those things. We've been dealing with those things in the course of the week. And now it's time to come boldly, all right? To come boldly. And he says that you need to enter the holiest by the blood. Now let me say this. If you remember, if you, you're familiar with the um, with your Bible in the Old Testament, the uh, uh, the tabernacle in the tabernacle, the furniture, furniture, the structure of the tabernacle, and even the temple, there's a place, there's that there's an outer court, right? There's a holy place, and then there's the holy of holies, or the most holy, or the holiest. Alright, so now only the high priest had access to that. Only the high priest. And he, could, he would go there once in a year on, on uh, the Day of Atonement. On Yom Kippur, on that day he would go in there to, to offer the, uh, the sacrifice for the incarnation. Alright, so that's what he would do. And it was once in a year. But guess what? Because of Jesus, you can get into where only the high priest could go into. Isn't that amazing? The holiest of all. Alright. By the blood of Jesus, we have access. Yes, we have access. Now we can enter. We can enter. And then verse 20 says, By a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his by new and living way he consecrated to us by his own blood by his flesh rather he consecrated to us so remember that in the temple what happened the scriptures tell us in the temple there was um there was a thick a thick um veil the thick veil that was um, separated the, 
the holy of holies, the holy place, most holy place from the rest. So uh, on that day that Jesus died, huh? on that day, on that day when he offered himself as a sacrifice and he went, he went, he was buried, he went down there and I'm telling you before the resurrection or was it yes as as he was buried for three days he was there and that night the veil was torn the Bible says it was torn from the top down the veil was torn and and uh, because of that God was saying you don't need any mediator anymore Jesus is now your mediator. You can walk in. So from that day, the high priest was fired. <laughs> Hallelujah. He was fired and he didn't need to go there anymore. Well, of course, we know they continued, but I'm just speaking as I'm speaking figuratively. Uh, so now we can go in. And so the Bible calls it a new and living way. By a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. So on that day when his body was broken, it symbolizes the veil. And God sent an angel to talk, to, to rent that veil. Hallelujah. And then he says, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near. With a true heart in full assurance of faith. These are things you need, you need to be grounded. Your faith needs to be well grounded. You need to be well rooted in what Jesus did. This is significant. And it would help you in your walk with God. It will help you in your life as a believer. As a disciple of Christ. You need to have boldness. Boldness is important. You can approach God... Uh, you can approach God um, because of the blood of Jesus boldly. Boldly. You don't come as a beggar, you know, you know, as if you don't have any hope, as if there is there is there's no way for you. No, he has made a way for you by the new and living way. I love the scripture so much. Every now and again I come back to this place. To meditate on this. And then I worship God to thank him. For the new and living way. That he has made available to us. Through uh, the sacrifice of Jesus. Alright. So the Bible encourages us to draw near. Now you don't have to be far anymore. Remember when we read. Um, uh, we were talking about. Well, we were talking about how we were. A dead in trespasses and in sins and where you know we, we were far away from God we're far away from God in fact the Bible says we're far from the commonwealth of Israel and um, um, we're so far from God but Jesus came not only not only to wash away our sins not only to for, give us forgiveness but he also came to bring us closer Hallelujah. He came to bring us closer. So you have access. 
you have full access to the Father. You have full access to the Father right now. The same access that Jesus has to the Father has been made available to you. It's up to you to use it, but it's yours. Legally, it is yours. So you can come boldly, boldly to the throne of grace. You can come boldly to the throne of grace right now. Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter what you've done, as long as you've, 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 you've repented, you come boldly before God. Don't run away from God. No, please don't. It's not safe when you run away from God. You run to God. Run to Him and draw near. Yes, draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Draw near with a true heart. You need to be sincere when you come before God. You can't come before God in pretense. No, you need to come with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Let me read that. Let me read that in the uh, in another in the Amplified. Let's see how the Amplified put it. It says in verse 19, Therefore, believers, since we have confidence and full freedom to enter the holy place. Can you imagine that? Full freedom. Hallelujah. No restraints. No restraints. In those days, even the high priest, when he goes into the, the most holy place on the day of atonement, when he goes in there, he has to have a rope tied around his waist with bells, you know, so that he would perform everything. Because if he makes one mistake, <laughs> one mistake, he will drop dead. And nobody can go in there to bring him out. So he had a rope tied around his waist. In case he drops dead, at least they can pull him out with a rope. Okay? But now, you have full freedom. There's nothing to fear anymore. Glory to God. Isn't that amazing? Yes. So we have full freedom to enter the holy place. The place where God dwells. By means of the blood of Jesus. I don't know about you. This is a good time to just lift up your hands and say, Jesus, thank you for shedding your blood. Thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus. I am so grateful for the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus that has given me full access to the Father. Full access. Full freedom. Full freedom. Free access to the Father. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm telling you, this is great. It's great when you meditate on this. It impacts on you. It sinks down in your heart. Then it, it enhances your relationship with God. Alright? Then verse 20 says, By this new and living way which he initiated and opened for us through the veil, as in the holy of holies, that is through his flesh. Hallelujah. He's the one that initiated it. You didn't initiate it. Isn't that amazing? You didn't initiate it. He initiated it for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. All right. Let's look at let's 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 look at uh, verse 22. He says, "Let us approach God." Huh? Let us approach God with a true and sincere heart. This is this is key. This is key. How you approach God is important. 
it has to be true. Huh? It has to be true and it has to be sincere. That's why we cannot worship God with hypocrisy. No, we cannot. We cannot. We have to worship Him with a sincere heart. It's important that we do that. Yeah? Remember what it says in the book of John, um, in chapter 4, verses 23 or 24. There it says, um, uh, the, the hour cometh and now is when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Huh? The true worshipers worship how? In spirit and in truth. In other words, in sincerity. Yeah, you do it in sincerity and in faith. Glory to God. Yes. So we come with a heart, with that heart that is true and sincere. In unqualified assurance of faith, having had our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Our bodies washed with pure water. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want you to know. I want you to know that um, the, blood, the, the, the washing takes place. The Bible says washing of water by the word. Washing of water by the word. So it's the word of God that washes us. The word of God. The blood is sprinkled. On our hearts and uh, our consciences, yes, our consciences are uh, cleansed by the blood of Jesus and our bodies are washed with pure water. This is not just ordinary water, no. This is the water of the Word of God. <laughs> yes, this is the water of the Word of God. These are all made available. These are all made um, real to us when we come, when we approach Him by faith. So you need to be bold when you come before God. Come boldly. Hallelujah. Come as someone that knows His right. He has right of access. You know, it's like the, it's like the child of a president. You know, so small, but he, he doesn't care. His father is a president. He just, he just goes there when he sees his dad, he can run and, you know, jump and jump at him and jump on him. And I tell you, if we, um, if, if we have that kind of approach when, when, uh, when we flow, when we walk with God in our relationship with God, it is going to produce a lot of results. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, um, we... It says, let us draw near. So I want you to notice that there are a few things in this passage. It says, let us do. Number one is to draw near. Okay. Number one is to draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Having our heart sprinkled from an evil conscience. All right. So we draw near. Let us do that. Now, don't pray and say, God, bring me near. No. You don't need to pray that. Don't pray that. You draw near. Make a decision to draw near yourself. Okay? Then verse 23 says, Let us hold fast. 
Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. So that's the second thing. The second letters there. The first letters is to draw near. Then the next letters is to hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. You must not waver. You must not waver. Don't wake up today and say, oh well, I think, I, I, I feel as if I don't have, I can't really approach God anymore. No, don't say that. It's, it's, that's not your confession. That's not your confession. Your confession should remain unwavering with, with hope, with faith. Yes, in the, um, in, 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 in chapter 4 where we read, let me, let me go again. In chapter 4, it says, uh, uh, Let us come boldly. Yes. Alright. Verse 14. Seeing that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Can you see? You need to hold on to it. Hold on to your confession. Don't lose it. It doesn't matter your feelings. Your confession should not be, don't, it's, not, it's not based on how you feel. It's based on what God says. And you know what? The word confession here means to repeat, to say the same thing. In other words, say the same thing that God has said. That's what, that's what God wants us to do. Hallelujah. Yes. Glory to God. I feel, I, 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 I feel great. Okay, fine. That's good if you feel great. Oh, well, oh, but I, 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 I'm feeling weak. Okay, you're feeling weak, but confess. What, what does the word say about that? Let the weak say, I'm strong. Yes, that's, that's, that's what he says. So Jesus is there. He is there before God as your high priest. Why should you come boldly before God? Why do we need boldness? Number one. We need boldness because we have the blood of Jesus. I, I mean, we, we, we can come boldly. Why should we come boldly? Because the blood of Jesus has already paid and made access available to you. So you can be bold. It's not by your own blood. It's not by the blood of an animal. It's not by your good works. No, no, no. You don't approach God based on your works. If you do that, it's not acceptable. But you're approaching Based on what Jesus did. You know, in, in those days when, um, uh, in, uh, w when Moses instituted the, the, um, the a day of atonement. Now, the, the, the people would not come there. They would not come uh, at the day of atonement based on their abilities. No, it was always about the sacrifice. It was about the, 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 the blood that was shed. Okay? Yes, the sacrifice was made. That was what gave them atonement. It wasn't their works. No, it wasn't their works. So from time to time, we need to be reminded of the fact that, we need to be reminded of the fact that it is not our works. It is Jesus. So far as salvation and access to God is concerned, Access to God is not based on works. Access to God is based on the blood of Jesus. So you can be bold about it. Alright? 
You can be bold about it. But then, uh, where does our works fit in? Your works fit in uh, when, after you have been washed by the blood, after you have been washed by the water of the word, now you go as a clean person to do works. So your works are not for acceptance. Your works are a result of your acceptance. You get my point, yes. So because you've been accepted, now your works carry value. But if you just go with works and you want to use that as a means of access, then you would lack boldness because your works are not perfect. But this, what Jesus did is perfect. Glory to God. Yeah. So that's why you need to hold on to your confession. Hold on to it. Don't waver. Keep standing and keep declaring what God is saying. Keep declaring the word of God concerning your life. Even as God has been speaking to us and in the past few, few days he's been speaking strongly to us and we've been declaring some things. We've been declaring, yes, double, hallelujah, double in one year, um, two years worth, hallelujah, compressed into one. That is our confession as well. So continue to declare that. Why? Because we have a high priest. Alright? We have a high priest. So not only did the blood of Jesus give us access, but we have a high priest. Jesus is standing there. He's standing there before the Father and he's saying, yes, that's right. I paid for that. So when you're confessing that you can do it with boldness, why? Because you have a high priest that is standing before the Father. Hallelujah. He's standing before the Father and he's declaring, yes, yes. It is true. It is true. And it has to happen according to what has been declared. Alright? So, we hold fast to our confession. It's so important for you. Alright? To know how you, how you continue to declare the things that God has done. Why? He says, he who has promised, back in verse 23, he who has promised is faithful. Yes. He has promised. And the greatest hope that we have is that Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming and he's going to take us one day. Yes. The greatest hope that we have is that one day we will be in heaven. We will be in heaven with Jesus. Glory to God. Yes. Mighty God. Alright. So let's look at verse, verse, verse 24. There is the third let us. He says, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Let us consider one another. Okay? So, imagine we have boldness. We have access. Full access. Alright? Full freedom to walk into the holiest. To, to walk to the Father. No protocol. All the protocols have been observed by Jesus. The protocols have been observed by Jesus. Now you can go. You can go. And you have... Uh, just to have boldness. You just have to walk in boldness. Go there. And then, uh, so we can draw near with boldness. We can be as close to God as we want to. As you choose to. You choose. God has made the first move. Now it's your move. You choose how close you want to be to Him. 
Then the next thing is we hold fast to our confession. But then the third thing is let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Now, now let me read verse 24 in the, in the Amplified. It says, let us consider thoughtfully how we may encourage one another to love and to do good deeds. Can you see that? Yes. We must be thoughtful about that. Think about how you can, uh, how you can encourage someone to love and to good deeds. So you see here, the deeds come later. All right? You've already gotten access. You've gotten access. You've gone in boldly. All right? By the blood of Jesus. And now you, 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 you have your confession with you. You are declaring what God is saying. And then you come out now. It's time to start working. It's time to start working. What is that work? Stir up. You know. Consider one another. Stir up love and good works. Let us begin to look out for one another. It's all part of it. It's part of being grounded in Christ. You cannot be, you, 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 you cannot be in isolation and then you are serving God. No, you need to mingle with the house of God. Alright? And it says, also, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. You see, the Bible, the Bible knows that there is a tendency for us to forsake one another. And you see, the, if, you, if you look at the context of this entire book of Hebrews, it was written to the persecuted, um, to the persecuted Hebrews. All right? Yes, it was written to those, those guys who were, who were um, going through persecution and have been, they've been scattered by persecution. Yes? But then, God... God is saying to them, even though there's persecution and you guys are in hiding and all of that, don't forsake the assembling of yourself. You know, it's like in our, in our time now, you know, this pandemic, we've gone through, you know, there's been so much um, social distancing and all of that. There's so much pandemic. This is not the time to forsake the assembling together. That's what he's saying. You know, those guys, those guys, for them, there was persecution. And they had to run to hide and, 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 and so on. But for us today, there is, is, is not so much persecution. It's the pandemic. The pandemic. So you cannot not just look at the pandemic and say, oh, wow, no, no. But the good thing is that we have technology. We have technology so we can still connect virtually and so on. But when you have the opportunity to gather, so far as you observe the protocols, it's fine. You, know, you, can't, you, can't, you can't keep away from assembling of ourselves. And I know we've assembled, we've been assembling virtually. And we have different groups that meet virtually. And that's fine. That's great. All right. But do you know that even in the midst of all of this, although we have opportunity to meet virtually some people still forsake that some people still forsake that and it's a, it's a, it's not good the bible says seeing that you need to you, you you it's it's not good it says don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is 
but exhorting one another. We need to continue to encourage one another. Encouraging one another so much the more as you see the day approaching. What is that day? The day that Jesus is coming. The day that Jesus will come. Yes. Alright. Let me read it in the Amplified and then we'll wrap, wrap it up. Um, verse, verse 25 in the Amplified it says, And not forsaking our meeting together as believers for worship and instruction. So we must not. We must not forsake. Yeah? Don't forsake the meeting. Yes. Don't forsake the meeting together as believers for worship and instruction as it is the habit of some. It is the habit of some. Yeah. And it's not a good habit. That's, 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 that's what the Bible is saying. But encouraging one another and all the more faithfully as you see the day of Christ's return approaching. So this is important for us. It is important for us. Even right now as a church, we are going into in-person services you know, uh, from, from, from next week. So I encourage you, I encourage you uh, as much as you are able to, to not uh, uh, fail to seize the opportunity to meet again. Hallelujah. There is something about that. Glory, glory. And now I know some people, some people on social media say, well, you know, the church, you don't need to, you don't need, you don't need to gather together as a church and all of that. Well, you know, I, I, I wish they could read the scripture. You know, we gather, there is a place for that. Some people feel, oh, this is the new normal now. There's no need for church to gather. It's a lie. That's, that is a, that is a, a temporary arrangement. And uh, maybe it's an addition to the options that we have. All right? Let me put it that way. Yeah. Virtual meetings are additions to the options that are available. But it is not, the new normal is not that virtual meetings permanently replace meeting together. There is no such thing. It's not biblical. Don't even fall for that. Don't embrace that. Because... People that are saying that don't understand ecclesiology. Alright? So, it, we need to gather together. Again. So, uh, we encourage one another. The good thing, remember, you have access by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. I, I, I love it. I love it. There's one song I used to, we, we used to sing. Father, we have confidence. By the blood of Jesus. To come into the place where you are. Hallelujah. To come into the place where you are. Yes. So we have confidence. We come with boldness. And what we hold on to our confession without wavering. No. No. You don't waver in your confession. Hold on to it. Hallelujah. And then. Don't forget to consider uh, to uh, consider one another and find ways 
to stir one another, encourage one another with love and good works. Let us love one another and let's be good to one another. Hallelujah. That's, that's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. It's about our vertical relationship with the Father. He has given us that access. And now a horizontal relationship with one another. And we worship with a true heart and full assurance of faith. We pray with a true heart and the full assurance of faith. Amen. We need to be grounded in these truths. We need to be rooted in these truths. That is what we're talking about. So why don't we just appreciate the Lord. Take a moment. Thank Him. Yes. It's a new, it's a new beginning for us. Yes. Yes. This, 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 is, this is in the, in the Jewish calendar. This is a new year. Beginning. Yes. A new year. Huh? Yes. A new year beginning. We have new access. Hallelujah. New beginning. Glory to God. New manifestations. New things are beginning. God is bringing new things. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So the year uh, uh, 5781 has begun. It's a new year in the Jewish calendar. And I know our Gregorian calendar will start in January. But this is also what's celebrating. I don't know about you. I don't mind having two years in one year. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you. We bless your name. We glorify you. I thank you for the access you've given to us by the blood of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you for all that you have done to give us uh, the grounds for boldness in approaching you. So we don't take it for granted. Thank you for that. And Lord God, I just pray for every single one. Lord God, that you will move on their hearts, oh Father. And help them to continue to grow in this truth. To be strong in faith. And they would, their confession would be without, without wavering, oh God. And speak strength into their convictions as well. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to pray for you. If you've, if you've not given your life to Jesus, maybe this is your first time, or you, 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 you want to make a fresh start, just pray this after me. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus. I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord. And I confess with my mouth. Yes, and I receive him. And I say, Jesus, come to my heart. Make me a new person. Wash away my sins. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. Amen. Now let me pray for you. Father, I pray for uh, my brother, my sister who has prayed this prayer. I ask, oh Lord God, that the realities of the new creation will dawn upon them. Let your kingdom come upon them. Take away their sins, oh God, even as you've promised. And declare their sins forgiven. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you real good. Thank you so much. Uh, please join us. We're, we're back next week. Same time. We will be here as well. And uh, yeah. God bless you. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.